Welcome to The Grange Point, where we hang out and talk about the latest news in science technology and how they relate to your everyday life. This podcast is brought to you by the Young Scientists of Australia. We're a youth organisation aged 15 to 25 whose work is to promote science to the youth of Australia. On today's episode, we have Camille, Lachlan, Lauren and Justin. In today's episode, we talk about ways to stop oil spills using innovative new technologies with familiar settings. We talk about gold and how it can be used to fight bacteria with bling, and using graphene and nanotechnology to make super strong arms. And now we launch into our Launchpad News segment. I'm here to announce uh, the results of the Lagrange Point hosting uh, leaderships bill. Um, I am I am resigning from my position as uh, head of the podcast speaking, and uh, and from the leadership ballot 57 to 45, uh, Lauren will be taking over as head of the head of the podcast talking. So that that will be that will be it for me. I have a good term. I think I've produced 19 episodes that I'm reasonably proud of, and me and my cabinet, including Lachlan Turpin, um, uh, have been very happy with our achievements. So I'll now pass it on uh, to to Lauren, who will talk to you more a bit more about this uh, this Lagrange Point podcast spill and uh, where we're going to from here. Justin, yeah, Justin, yeah, you, you got the um, spill wrong. Oh, what? Uh, we're, we're talking about oil spills. Oh, not, oh, not politic oil spills. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, I didn't. I, yeah, I oh. know I pronounce words funny, but I don't pronounce them that funny. <laughs> I take that back, but that does make give me a reminder though. Um, our AGM for the Young Scientists of Australia is coming up soon. On the 6th of July, head to our website, ysa.org.au forward slash Melbourne. You can find out how you could run for a position and get involved. But speaking of oil spills, please, please do continue. And I will now bow out of uh, this segment because clearly I've missed a memo or two. That was the most excellent segue I've ever seen in the history of this program, ladies and gentlemen. So, as Justin very helpfully alluded to, there is a way we can clean up oil spills using nanoparticle sheets. When we have a big tanker spill, this obviously is a very, very concerning environmental threat. It's a huge source of pollution. Um, And it's really hard to clean up because the oil sort of spreads over the surface of the water because it doesn't mix with the water and it just sort of spreads really wide and makes a lot of things sick. So you're talking about using sheets to clean up as in like paper towel type things specifically (laughs) for oil? You're actually not too far off the mark, Lauren. So you've got um, nanoparticle sheets that have a specific conformation that bond really, really well to oil and not very well to water. They have hydrophobic interactions, which means afraid of water. Not like Justin and how he doesn't shower. (laughs) (laughs) But just, um, it's a chemical term meaning um, something that bonds well to oil and not water. And so these sheets can suck up all the oil. We can then remove the sheets, squeeze them out, in fact, heat them, um, and then reuse them. Oh, wow. So when you heat the sheets, you get rid of all the oil and you can apply them back. So instead of having to spend a lot of money on, on materials to clean up oil spills, mm-hmm. you can use these sheets. So it's like using uh, chucks rather than paper towel to clean up a spill. That's exactly right. This would help um, clean up the spills before they reach land as well and like affected a lot more animals? I think... Um, yeah, I think um, if you could produce these on a large scale, um, they would be quite good at absorbing, so they could probably grab things a lot quicker than the material we currently use, which is sort of just spongy material. And so, yeah, I think it'd be a cheap, environmentally friendly and effective way to clean up oil spills. Hey, 
Have you guys ever heard the phrase dirty money? Of course. Or like money laundering and stuff like that? Mm-hmm. Well, it turns out that there's actually bacteria that only grow on gold. So it's literally dirty money? Yes, or it's, it's, it's money or gold with bacteria growing on it. And there's something really interesting about this bacteria. You see, gold in its aqueous form, in dissolved gold, is toxic to bacteria. It's actually a good way to kill bacteria. Mm. And so these bacteria who can grow on the surface of gold mm-hmm. have special proteins that protect them against this... Um, have special proteins that protect them against the gold. So even if it's in liquid form, they can still survive? Yes, and they do this huh. by taking liquid gold and turning it into solid gold on their surface. In oh. effect, coating themselves in a gold protection layer. <laughs> oh my now god. that's fussy. Yes, so not only are these the richest, most blinged up bacteria <laughs> around, but you can use this to convert aqueous gold into solid gold. You can use this, like... The ocean has billions and billions of tons of gold dissolved in it. And using this bacteria, we could actually pull that back out and use it. So do these bacteria only work with gold? I mean, they don't work with silver or other metals as well? No. Um, these bacteria only work with gold. But um, actually, dissolved minerals are very, very important in the life of bacteria. Mm-hmm. Some things like iron are really important to help bacteria grow. They're good at capturing oxygen and stuff like that. While other metals like gold and silver and um, a lot of radioactive metals poison them and kill them so they need to protect themselves from getting inside the cell. So that's what makes these bacteria so cool. They've taken something that could possibly kill them and instead brought it to their own advantage? Made them unique? Yes, it's made them unique. It's made them fashionable and um, <laughs> if, if we and engineer very, very this... Rich. And very, very rich. They're the richest bacteria. They are the 1%. <laughs> and we can use this technology to recover a lot of gold that we lose in, in water and aqueous environments. Do you think we could use this like technique, maybe create, I don't know, our own form of bacteria or something that uses that technique except maybe for other metals that we could use? Well, yes, if you take, if you can isolate the part of the DNA mm-hmm. that codes for this protein that extracts gold, you could probably mass produce it and engineer it and change it and grow it on a mass scale and, and in different environments. So you could have it be viable in salt water or in vi- viable in the water that are in gold fields and stuff like that. So lucky, when was the last time you went to the gym? N- never? Why? Well, it turns out if you want to go and you're worried about building up some muscle strength, what you can actually use is carbon nanotubes to help build your muscles and make you be stronger. It answers the question, do carbon nanotubes lift? Because they do, and they can make you lift so well. Okay, guys, I'm a little confused. So are you saying that carbon nanotubes can somehow be integrated into muscle fibres or something? Well, that's right. So researchers in Boston University have been doing some great stuff along with researchers in Australia in the uh, University of Wollongong and that's why they use carbon nanotubes to actually help with arm muscles. So doctors, you know, we've always had the, the fantasy idea from science fiction of having small nanobot robots in your blood that may, you know, that can enable you to do X, Y and Z really well. And if you've watched Futurama, there's the episode where Fry gets worms and these worms help build his body and, and do all kind of cool things and make him smarter and stronger. But what we're actually done here is um, 
uh, work on artificial muscles that use uh, na- basically nanoparticles, which is a really, really cool way of doing things. So when you think about it, how does a muscle work? Okay, well, a muscle is really a tiny biological motor. So it's on the micro scale. It's yep. a polymer. It's, it's, it's a linked molecule. Yep. And you've got bits that contract and bits that stretch um, using spending energy. And that can actually, when linked with a lot of units... Uh, muscles, you know, are biological motors. And that's cool. Or springs or things like that. And we, we use them to, to create, store, and transfer energy. What we can do, though, is replicate that functionality using carbon nanotubes. Now, what are a carbon nanotube, Lachlan? Okay, so carbon nanotubes are basically three-dimensional carbon structures um, that are very, very thin, so they're, they're, they're one layer thick. So these special... One layer of atoms thick. So th- when you think about how small that is, that's incredibly small. But because we're getting the bonding on that such tight level, and the, the structure itself is really self-supporting and really strong. And what we mean is we make a really super strong structure on an atomic scale, which means we can get something with properties of steel on a nano, on a really, really small level. So they're actually quite strong, even though they're so tiny. That's right, they're very, very strong. And so when we get back to this idea of the biological motor, we can sort of augment this with um, nanocarbon like carbon nanotubes. So we can either like restructure um, people who have um, dysfunctional muscle proteins, so we could re- rebuild muscle structure, or even we could augment existing muscles and reinforce them and give people greater lifting power. And what's one of the other really cool parts about this is that carbon is conductive. Um, and Or specifically carbon nanotubes yeah, are Yeah, carbon nanotubes are conductive. And what we can do with that is we can apply electricity to that and then have control over them to boost them even more. So if, as well for humans, right, we can use them to boost. We can also use them for like robotic structures. And that's cool. We've got robots that can lift... That's you know, what most of our robots at the moment actually do. Um, but this is on a, on a nanoscale. And I don't know if you've seen the, the, the lovely video put together by IBM, the smallest movie ever shot of The Boy and His Atom, which is an incredible movie made on an atomic scale. It is literally atoms in a picture making a movie, and it's great. Wow. Yeah. We couldn't get machines that function on that size, and that's even crazier. And that's one of the really cool parts about nanotechnology. And so a lot of the research that's been done in nanotechnology is about making applications for stuff that's useful in our world that we see around here, the macro world, the real, like the big world. But also it's got great applications on the nano world, which is where we can do stuff inside our bodies, inside structures, to create stuff that's self-healing or really, really small to help with surgery and other things. So it's a cutting-edge area of research, and there's some great... um, Universities in Deakin in Geelong has a great nano research lab as Monash in Melbourne and University of Wollongong in uh, New South Wales. So I guess you could have arms to help you with carbon with lifting, but what else could you make that would be cool? Well, yeah, so normally we have bionic arms that have sort of um, engineering on a macro scale, yeah. or we could do cellular repair. We have a third option, though, which is to go macro using nanotechnology. So you could have tendrils or, like, big, long fibres. Like prehensile Basically, like Doctor Octopus arms. Yes, you can have Doctor Octopus arms. <laughs> <laughs> work on a like using nano. Um, so they're nano tubes, but you've got so many. They're so tightly packed that you actually got enormous, crazy lifting strength, and and they could be flexible. So you would literally be able to have mutant super strength tentacles if if this could be applied on a macro scale. That would be really really cool. 
This has been the Young Scientists of Australia's podcast, LaGrange Point. This week, we talked about using bling to help stop bacteria's march, the way we can use paper to stop oil spills, and using nanotechnology to build super strong muscles. Our ending theme was composed by Audio and Head to ysa.org.au for more information about the Young Scientists of Australia.